Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Well, there's no Vu Gwyn today. Uh, Vu is at SEMA in Las Vegas. He'll be back uh, next week to brief us on everything he saw. Um, with me, though, is uh, Damon Lowney, of course, our digital media coordinator, and Steve Wood, a newbie to the uh, to the uh, podcast. He's the uh, Chesapeake Region President, and I brought Steve on because uh, we went up to the Porsche Driving Experience, which we'll we'll talk about. Um, so, as we're recording this, we were supposed to do a one mile review this morning, and because there, I think there was a ten percent chance of rain, Bob Miller. Uh, texted us and said, "Can we move it to the afternoon?" And which we, I can't blame him because we were going to we're going to uh, do his uh, 964 RS Club Sport. And as I was getting ready this morning, I looked at our temperature in Maryland. It was like 38 degrees, and I thought, "I wonder what kind of tires this car has." Because I doubt if it has all season tires on it. And uh, I'm going to be driving it in maybe 40 degree weather. So uh, yeah, I didn't mind moving it to the afternoon. Yeah, it was a little bit rainy as well. Yeah, well, I can't blame Bob. I was the same way with my 914 yesterday. That Bogdan wanted me to bring it in on Monday to take photographs because it's orange for uh, for Halloween. And I'm glad I didn't because I looked at it around 4 o'clock when we uh, we left the office and it was uh, pouring down rain oh, <laughs> and windy. And, yeah, and I said that the anxiety I would have had driving that home if somebody rear-ending it or hitting it. Oh, and the branches were flying all over the place. Yeah, no, I, uh, yep. I so, don't think that car's gotten wet in about three years, Yeah, including wow. the washing. I just wipe it down. and. Uh, so, Damon, you didn't force a, a drawing of the straws to drive the club sport? No, on this one, uh, oftentimes, funny enough, with uh, uh, the, the cars that Bob uh, Miller lends us for these drives, um, a lot of times they're, I feel like they're many specialties. You know, they're a little bit older. I'm a little bit less knowledgeable on them. And uh, oftentimes he's had the experience of driving a similar car. So with from Bob a Miller field car, perspective. Exactly, sure, yeah. exactly. So I'm learning. I'm driving a lot more, um, especially the old cars. I remember when I drove that Speedster and God, I can't remember the last time I, I drove a carbureted car and I couldn't start it. And then, you know, the, the owner, you can't hear him off camera was, um, you got to push the gas a little bit. And so I pushed the gas. And of course, the comment section yeah. was just like, Lighting he doesn't up. know how to drive. And, but anyway, yeah, I know how to drive. I just don't know how to start stuff. Yeah, exactly. Someone else starts the cars for me. That's yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Something like well, that. At Ransford, one of my best memories this year was the Porsche calling me up saying, how do you start a 935? Uh-huh. And I thought, <laughs> oh, you know, if it's a stock 935, it's really not that hard because uh, you know, it's still mechanical fuel injection. Yep. It uh, shouldn't be uh, too hard, so I try and explain it over the phone, but that wasn't their problem. The problem was that the car uh, had a dead battery. Mm. <laughs> well, first of all, it had all the, um, the uh, cutoff switches turned off. So it had no power. They kept on trying to figure out why it had no power. So when I explained that there's cutoff switches, I went over there and then I realized their battery was dead. But yeah, uh, 935, as exotic as it is, it's still a basic 911. Yeah. So uh, we'll start off with how we always do with what we did last week. Um, so Steve and I, we got invited from Porsche Boeing's Mills to go to New Jersey Motorsports Park and uh, 
test drive uh, a bunch of Porsches, basically. And then, and, and so when uh, the service manager asked me uh, at an event what I would like, be interested in doing that, asked uh, several of us, we all jumped at it and it turned out to be a beautiful day. Uh, I wrote an article for this on eBreak uh, detailing what this is, but um, basically it, it's free. It's a half day session. It's uh, not a driver's ed. It's not competitive. It's really uh, to show people, uh, they, they used to call them conquest events because they were trying to convert people who were looking not just at Porsche, but maybe Mercedes or a Corvette or something comparable. And so this would convince them to go with the Porsche brand. Um, and talking with Porsche, they no longer track uh, how many conversions they have. So uh, a lot of times it's used as either for a current customer or maybe a CPO customer to hey, say, hey, this is what the new ones are like. Either way, we got there uh, around noon. We had an afternoon session. Uh, they had a nice cater lunch available to everyone, which we took advantage of. Um, and from, from there in the clubhouse at New Jersey Motorsports Park, it's a, a beautiful facility that isn't too old. And it's two racetracks in one. And uh, I've uh, been lucky enough to club race at both uh, circuits. It's uh, it's really a blast. And we did it at the Lightning uh, course, which is a little bit smaller. Uh, which is great for events like this because you get to learn the track much easier. You don't have a bunch of turns. Have you ever been there, Eamon? Um, no, not not uh, at the Lightning course. And which course? It was the Summit, correct? No, no, this is up in New Jersey. New Jersey, you said. Yeah, yeah. no, I've I've been there for the um, what was it, Radwood? Way yeah. back in the day. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we, so in Radwood, we were at that. Uh, we were here at Lightning. That's where we were set up. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Then I've been there, just not on the track itself. So out of Radwood, they were also doing. Uh, I was telling somebody they did the was it twelve hours or twenty four hours of lemons. All I remember was they had a, a hundred and maybe twenty cars on the track, and the tail almost uh, reached the uh, head in in the uh, pace lap. It was only looked like maybe a hundred yards between the front and back. So when the race started, it was a continuous run of cars, and and I think within the uh, first hour about. It seemed like 20% were already out of the race. Uh, but for us, uh, it wasn't obviously not that many cars. So you get there and, uh, they break you up into three groups. About, what do you think? See, about 12 people per group, something like that. Yeah. Uh, give or take. Yeah. And, uh, they, uh, pair you up. So Steve and I were paired up. And our first exercise was the autocross with Tycons. So they, uh, Unlike the autocross that Damon and I are used to running, uh, this one they used every cone in New Jersey to lay out this course. S- San Diego style, I think. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot Very about close this. together. <laughs> you could not get lost as long as you yeah, stayed. You're, you're not picking your own line. You're just trying to stay between exactly. the lines. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And here you followed uh, the instructor. So these instructors are all guys who teach at the um, either the uh, – and that used to be called a sport driving school, but now it's called the Porsche Track Experience in Birmingham. So they either teach there or they teach at the Experience Centers in Atlanta or California. And uh, that's you, the boat Barber Motorsports facility, right? The track the experience. The one in the track experience, yep, in yeah. Birmingham. So I had done that actually, the track experience. And actually, Rob and Vu had done this uh, several years ago for a Panorama article. What I remember about those instructors, and I think they were doing it, you know, according to your article, I feel like. They they have like iguana eyes. One can point straight ahead, and one's like in the rearview mirror. 
And then, of course, they're one hand driving with a walkie-talkie, walkie-talkie in the other, in the other hand. hand. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yet yep. they're still faster than you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah. Normally, they... they would drive like uh, when we did the one at Barber, which you did. Yeah. Um, we were in uh, 991s, Korea S's, but they were in turbos. Mm. So they had a lot more horsepower. But, yeah, same way. I, I'm, I'm, the last thing I would think about was looking in my mirror going into the brake zone to see four <laughs> or five cars behind me, what everyone's doing. But obviously they're they're top notch and they know what they're doing. Um, so uh, we, you followed them. Uh, you did one autocross run, which was maybe kind of like two laps, I think, two laps of this course, um, and uh, just to demonstrate the power to Cayenne and really how nimble the car is. It, it's a heavy car, but it doesn't feel like it. The Taycan, yeah, uh, she made a Taycan, yeah, and uh, I, um, I've always wanted to autocross the Taycan, Taycan and Panamera, yeah. two cars that I. That are fun to drive, and you wonder how what it would be like to autocross this. And yeah. after seeing Wendy Shoffit two years ago, yeah, at she's quick. Yeah, she took uh, for female top time of day. Yep, and, I think uh, uh, she was tenth overall or somewhere. She was definitely not further back than twenty. No, no she was. She uh, was. She was up there. She was doing very well with that car, yeah. which I, I predicted she would probably take uh, at least women's top time of day because she's a very good autocrosser. Yeah, and she had a Taycan Turbo S, so she had all yeah. the. Uh, she had all the power, but anyways, after watching her, and I and I had the opportunity to drive Bob and Cindy's. Bob, mm-hmm. Bob wanted me to drive his, but uh, some meeting or something was going on, and I couldn't attend uh, the autocross. So they I, had that. Uh, so I think at the New Jersey Motorsports, they're repaving the Thunderbolt track. So we did we weren't over there. They held the uh, the Tycon track like in the parking lot. So the pictures that we just saw up there earlier, mm-hmm. that was from the main Lightning track where they had two different groups of the suvs the macan mm-hmm. and the cayennes separated from the 911s mm-hmm. and then were you going to run through which cars yeah. they actually so that's uh, the, the parking lot is actually where right. we would where the paddock was where we paddock when we uh do a driver's ed or a club race at uh at lightning and um we got done that and then they told us to go down the pit lane and they would rotate the groups so our next exercise was the suvs it was the Macan T and the Cayenne S. This is the new Cayenne S with the V8, the twin turbo. Um, and, of course, the Macan T is still the single turbo four-cylinder. I guess a little little, little more lighter weight. They still um, feel like SUVs, though, I'm, I'm guessing, right? You can feel the weight, but So, you know, impressive. this is the one that really surprised me. Um, I even told Roxy, I put in the article that there may – May have cost me a lot of money because now Roxanne's asking about the Makana as a daily driver <laughs> for her. Because um, I, I told her how impressed I was with it on the track. Because I drove it first. And uh, sure, it doesn't have the V8 sound or power on the straight. But I I would have loved to have timed my laps to see how I did one versus the other. Because I felt I could carry a lot more speed into the corners and out of the corner. Then with the Cayenne. Cayenne felt much heavier, which was, I, I think, I, my article was like 500 pounds, maybe? Yeah, five or 600 pounds yeah, heavier, about, yeah, I believe. Yeah, you felt it, too, which I was surprised that I was going to feel, because normally a Cayenne, I bought across Steve's, uh, what year's your, your Cayenne? 2012. Yeah, 2012 Twin Turbo, and it was a blast in the yeah. autocross course. It um, didn't feel heavy, you know, didn't, I, I can, I uh, equate heavy like my Suburban or my Tahoe, which feels yeah. like an iceberg with a steering wheel in it. Uh, Steve was a blasted drive, but uh, jumping from the Macan to the Cayenne, the Cayenne, you definitely felt the weight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I definitely felt the difference between our 2012 
because it has the PDCC, the chassis control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I Maybe I felt more comfortable when I yeah. sat in the, uh, drove the Cayenne PDCC. around the track. Hmm? Early PDCC. It was an early one. It's, yeah. Yeah. We've had to replace the lines in it once already, but it's yeah. so worth it. I've driven yeah. the 911s with PDCC, and in the Cayenne, it makes a world of difference. And we tow with that vehicle too. So yeah, without any body roll, when you've got seven thousand pounds behind you, yeah, it makes a big difference. So so does PDCC? Does it? quote unquote digitize the experience or does it still feel natural and organic the way that it works compared to not having it it's hydraulic so i mean it to me it it still it still makes the cayenne feel like a sports car just because it's it's rotating counter to the bot to the, the way the body wants to roll hydraulically yeah so it just stiffens it twists the the sway bars okay. in the opposite direction. So you don't even feel it at all. There's yeah. not even a button in the, in the Cayennes for the PDCC, but that would yeah. be an option. If there's one option, I think you should choose in a Cayenne. That's it. PDCC, whichever yeah. version of the vehicle you choose. Yeah. It's amazing. So what did you think about the Macan T versus? The, yeah, I thought the uh, same thing yeah. you did. It was, it's extremely nimble. It feels lighter. Um, the front end felt lighter. Like I could feel the difference between the C2S and the C4S in the 911s, which I think we'll get to. But in the in the Macan, it you know into and in in and out of the corners, it felt lighter in the front end, which to me felt like you could carry more speed, even though the horsepower was close to half. Of yeah. The, oh, yeah, of the yeah. Cayenne, two fifty something yeah. or sixty something, I yeah. think. Yeah, I, I would have liked to uh, compare a, a Macan T and a uh, S or GTS. Because I don't think a uh, Macan T buyer is necessarily a Cayenne buyer, because they're really two different tools, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Cayenne has its audience it's going after, and obviously the Macan is a different. Audience. I get I get that ass all the time. People ask me what should I get the Macan or the Cayenne, and there's a whole list of questions you got to ask really to help determine which one they're really looking for. Because um, you know, I, in fact that the uh, when we went to the Owings Mills. Um, tech event somebody uh, was asking me and they had a macan and a cayenne on the showroom next to each other so i opened up the rear doors and i said well right here is really evident if you carry people in the back seat and you want them to be comfortable and if you're tall you got to test fit the back seat because the macan is much smaller uh than the cayenne which i've never been uncomfortable in the back seat of a cayenne it's always uh something you could do a three-hour road trip and not think uh, twice of or the macan yeah Maybe yeah. if I'm in the front seat, you'll be lucky and you can uh, have a lot of leg room. But if uh, somebody's six foot something is in the front seat. That's when you yell shotgun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think when, when I first sat in the backseat of a Macan, I'm pretty sure the, in the name of looks, form over function, it's a little bit swoopier. Mm. And the top of my head kind of brushes up against uh, the roof a little bit. Oh, so, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a little, hmm. little bit smaller. I've heard that about the Cayenne Coupes. Probably the same yeah, thing with the coupes, yeah. They, uh, they had a Cayenne coupe at the Owings Mills, too, and uh, mm-hmm. somebody said about Slope, the back seat, yeah. how it slopes it, uh, it's not mm-hmm. as much headroom. We also noticed, uh, for those of us who haven't driven a lot of the new ones, the, the new um, spring-loaded uh, gear shift change, which on the SUVs is kind of up on the dash instead of like the 911s. Yeah, I think yeah. It's down on the console. Yeah. Um, but when you, you put it into drive, it just springs back into location, and then... Yep. You know, you're in drive and you can go to reverse if you click it up. But then our natural reaction was click it up and you'll go into park. That, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't go into park. <laughs> a, lot no. of, a lot of people are getting out of the car and the car starts to roll. roll yeah. It starts rolling. And they're like, ah. yeah. and of course, the instructors, they jumped out of the vehicles very quickly because I think it's happened before. Sure, I think there's yeah. three days for this 
for this driving experience that they do. Mm -hmm. We were day two and we were actually after lunch, which they also came in as we were finishing eating and going, well, you guys didn't get quite the best rotation because if you eat first and then get in these cars and you're a passenger and you get any vertigo or (laughs) anything, you know, your lunch, you know, please don't, please don't uh, do that in our cars. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, we did, we did those two cars. Um, and then, um, they told us we were in a lucky group in the sense that we went from uh, of the guess, three of the for three. the afternoon. Yeah, we mm. starting off with the electric, then Macan, then you already know the track, or you're more familiar with the, uh, it, and then you jump into the 911. Finish, That's finish your, with your the last session. Yep. And they had a um, a uh, Carrera S and a Carrera 4S, and of course all 992s are wide body, so it isn't like the old days where the 4S was the uh, wide body and the S was the regular narrow body. Um, and I asked one of the other people because they were like, I want to drive the rear wheel drive. And I said, I wonder if you can tell the difference. And they said, oh, yeah, definitely you're going to be able to tell. I'm like, oh, it'll be interesting to see what you think. That's um, where we differed. Yeah, yeah I, I, mm. I could not. If you can see in the pictures that you're watching on YouTube, they're, they're debadged. So they don't say what they are. Yeah. And uh, the in- instructor said, uh, of course, that's not the, actually the cars we're looking at or <laughs> in the parking lot. I just looked at the wing and I thought, wait a minute, none of them had wings on. Right. Um, they told us that the one that had the chrome accents on the the uh, vertical um, grills were uh, 4S. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. That's something that uh, I remember learning way back when the 992. Uh, yeah, that, that's a little detail. Does that mean that you cannot get the uh, chrome at all on the 2S or... Um, I'm not sure. I know that you can have the the grill slats, the top of them, the you know the top facing surface painted. As I just got done driving a GTS America Cabriolet that had those painted, you know, on the top area. That, that's, I don't know that's if you can a chrome forest, it. though, right? The Cabriolet, or uh, no, it's a, uh, only rear wheel drive, only only, only manual, I think, with the uh, yeah, the, the one that debuted mm-hmm. Poconos. Yeah, yeah Poconos. Um, anyways, uh, we um. We jumped in, and uh, I think the I, red and the yellow ones were the C2S. I could not tell the difference, um, even weight wise. I couldn't. It was a hundred pounds difference. Um, I think I looked it up, and uh, yeah, I think if it was wet, that would have been mm-hmm. much more evident to with, uh, with the um, traction. But on the dry pavement, especially in two laps, I. I yeah, yeah. So there's Manny. He get he got to literally walk the entire track before anyone else. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's a very cinematic photo if it you're is. if you're watching. It looks like he's end of, end of the day. He's got his helmet in his hand and he's walking away from the camera. That was uh, <laughs> had it been about um, ten years since I'd driven that track, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, that's actually the same track where my son did his uh, first and only driver's ed. Mm-hmm. And my um my streetcar. And the only time my streetcar has ever done a driver's ed yeah. was, was why didn't uh, you do another? Didn't didn't care for it too much? It was actually his senior project and he uh <laughs> and I mentioned it to him. I said, Why don't you do performance driving? And so he they told the teacher about it and the teacher approved it and he uh I took him up to uh, I think it was Schottenbaum region out of New Jersey was hosting the event and he uh did it. I said we can do two days or one day, you just tell me how you feel and Luckily, he was pretty hooked because after the first day, I'm like, you want to come back tomorrow? He's like, yeah, can we? And I'm like, sure. We'll pay for two days if you want to come back day two. So Nice. Well, yeah. They try to hit all seven senses yeah. with these events. Yeah. So wondering about five this. Senses. Seven you, senses? Five senses. 
Yeah, well, if no, there's a you, sixth you have sense. seven senses? Well, there's I a think... sixth one that Bruce Willis proved <laughs> oh, to right? us, exactly. which is about feeling like you're alive. Or, yeah, yeah. Remember the Sixth Sense movie? Six senses, five elements. But the seventh is movement and balance, vestibular, I think. So there are seven, truly. Which, obviously, that one sounds like it's the most important for Porsche driving, right? Balance and movement. Your body being able to feel... Yeah. All hey, that. hey, maybe that's why you could feel the all-wheel drive and Manny couldn't. <laughs> I have vestibular. <laughs> he has, a, he has a better butt than I do. <laughs> a butt dino. Yeah. Right. But they fed us well, so we had yeah. the sense of taste. We had everything, maybe except for the smell. There's a new car smell. Yeah. But those chassis on those 992s are so well-developed. Yeah, they that, are. Um, it makes almost anyone look like a good driver. Obviously, they told us to keep the uh, PSM on the whole time, um, but... Yeah, there was uh, not a whole lot of worry from them about wrecking cars. You know, it was. Uh... They said we could play with anything else in the car, change anything. <laughs> Although when I I don't I didn't ever even ask you this, Manny, but I never really, other than moving the seat maybe a little bit forward and back, I never played. A lot of them I think were eighteen way seats, so I didn't play with the bolsters or any. Yeah, I probably should have maybe locked my body in a little bit better. But yeah, yeah, I, didn't. I, I hate those. Uh, my boxer, I, I don't know. I have one of the older, I guess, eight way seats. And that's already six more ways than I like. Uh, <laughs> I'm used to like I love my nine fourteen tilt back, move up and forward. That's it. There's no uh, set it and forget it. Yeah, yeah that's with what the boxer. I, I have my wife setting on it, and then I gotta. I'm too lazy to put in memory my setting. So every time I get in the car, I gotta like adjust it to the way I like it. And it takes me about twenty minutes on the road, a little bit forward, a little bit back, a little bit tilt. That's why I like the uh, our Cayenne has the memory. So. Yep. Yeah, gets it in, has, press two, that too. Press go I in, press one, uh, done. Put it in memory. I like the sport bucket too. That's not much adjustment on those. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you know. Drive. Interesting fact about so sport chrono package that gives you the the timer and launch control and all that stuff. Well, launch control if you have PDK. Did you know that sport sport chrono plus? That's what gives you the extra. I'm pretty sure there's an individual setting if you have sport chrono you know you can set that but i believe sport chrono plus gives you more options and more setting slots so if you wanted to have your settings versus roxanne's or something then hmm. i believe depending on which key or which setting it, it'll it'll remember that so sport chrono plus if you want that that's i know ours in different keys yeah, because if I grab the other set of keys, then it has different settings on it, and yeah, and Sport Chrono Plus I believe goes further. So if you have like the AC at a certain setting and the the radio and all that, it'll keep everything the way you want it, but then give you another slot uh, to customize. So fun. Well, it's I mean that's why these events are so fantastic. Get to know your dealer because yeah. uh, <laughs> they yeah. they do these all across the United States, and I think. This particular one was three days where they're they're bringing the cars there. They set everything up, tents, water. You mm-hmm. get a goodie bag, the whole nine yards. You're you know the two dealerships that were at this one for this particular day. Um, but it's a great way to drive the the new stuff. Compare and contrast, kind of look at these features and options yeah. that you're talking about. Everybody likes to get on the configurator, and you're like, well, if you don't actually have some real world experience sitting in that car, yeah. it's a little tough to check or uncheck some yeah. of those boxes. Yeah, we yeah. shared the uh, day with. Uh... Uh, Porsche Mechanicsburg. Mechanicsburg. A shout out to them. And of course, Porsche Owings Mills, who invited us. I think Mechanicsburg had a couple of salespeople, it they looked did. like, that were there. And I uh, could hear them answering questions about people had about the cars. And yeah. and a so, lot of people were driving like the Taycan for the very first time. So it was interesting to hear the. Um, this was which the, they were impressed with the Most people who have driven, haven't driven a Taycan are always come away impressed with the power on it. This is the second time I've actually driven a, a Taycan um, in this same manner. 
And this trip for me, I tried, I'm a very uh, sensual person when I, when I drive the car. So the audio, especially in exhaust is a big part of the experience of, of driving these sports cars. And, um, that's one thing when you're watching YouTube and, you know, like the new RS, uh, was that new electric that we just saw? It's, uh, I don't know. It was posted by somebody it's going around the track and it's, you know, the all electric, um, I forget which one GT4 it is. GT4 E-Performance, if it's e, a Porsche. Yeah, the E. Yeah, something. I think that's what it is. Um, Based when on you hear it, you know, when you're not in the car and you hear it, it's like, wow, okay, it's an electric car. Is it really going to feel and sound like, you know, the ICE vehicles that we're, you know, used to modifying exhausts on and things like that? Uh, in when we sat in that car and actually floored it and went around the car, it's more sensual when you're in the car than when you're standing out just mm-hmm. listening to it, you know. Yeah. So the, uh, the E-Performance yeah. at Rensport, uh, it was obnoxiously sounding. And what I found out was that was actually the gearbox. Uh, it was straight mm-hmm. cut gears. Yeah. Because yeah. the Taycan that we heard at, uh, New Jersey was m- very subdued and hardly, uh, yeah. a sound. And I, and, and so I, <clears throat> I had heard this and it just didn't occur to me because I've, I've heard uh, transmissions with straight cut gears, but you usually hear them over the engine. Yeah. I was going to say, usually the engine drowns it out. Oh, right. So yeah. you rarely hear it. Uh, but because obviously there was no engine, only a motor, uh, at Rensport, all you, you it was obnoxious, this, uh, sound that, and then uh, I think it was Johnny Lieberman. I heard on Spike C mentioned that it was a straight cut gearbox. And I said, uh, that's what, it that's was. what I was hearing then. Yeah. I was wondering yeah. why is the motor so much louder on this car? It can't be that well insulated on the Taycan. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, and of course the Taycans, uh, we didn't get to try it, but they have the, um, audio boost i think of the uh, mm-hmm. sound and, and the I, gts I, has its own audio yeah. noise if you want to use that at least when i the one i uh, test drove it was uh not adjustable and it was very in the background so it was like hardly any yeah i don't mind i don't mind uh having not having engine sound it's nice but you know like you've i've worked at a go-karting place for a couple years out of um high school and those are a little four and a half or later I think nine horsepower carts, um, you know, two stroke, you know, uh, mm-hmm. very dirty and all that. Then you go to an electric cart and Indoor. I didn't think I was going to like it, but it's actually not bad at all. Oh, as no. long as you know, they're not throttling back your, uh, uh, your throttle, right? Your, your electric your go pedal. power. Cause you hear, you hear tire noise. You hear the, yeah, yeah. It's a different noise it's that just you're different. hearing than, uh, than gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For so, me, at least. Anyways, that was a great way to spend for us to spend a Thursday. Wondering if, uh, so this is new Porsches. Um, so if somebody isn't looking for a new Porsche, you know, maybe that's out of their financial, uh, financially what they can afford. Um, or the timeline they're willing to wait. Or the timeline they're willing to wait. Can they attend these, you know, if they're a potential customer for pre-owned or does Porsche care? Whether you're a five year from now customer or telling it's um, up to the salespeople or yeah. the sales manager, whoever whoever has these invites in their hand and are willing oh, okay, to I see. and usually uh, I've gotten them because it's like three or four days before the event and they've been sitting on them and they, they still have, have them. They, they either gonna yeah. they pay for it a day already. Yeah. So they may as well give it to people. There was one um, group uh, after us or it was in the whole other group, um, where they split them up and they ended up not having passengers. So each of those drivers got to be in the driver's seat alone and then swapped from the four to the two and back and, and back and forth. But nice. Um, are you asking whether the dealer could allow, like bring pre-owned vehicles yeah. instead oh, of oh, having the brand? No, new I'm asking like for me, I don't think I would be, I'm not in the market to buy a new Porsche. 
maybe a, a pre-owned Porsche, you know, down the road. But are is that what these events are made, meant for? No, for I, people I don't to, think so. Well, I think what, what, what Dame's asking. So if, if you're looking at a Porsche, mm-hmm. they want you in that showroom floor. Yep. If you're saying, listen, um, I, I'm looking at a 2020 911. Yeah. Let me know when it comes in. And the guy wants to make sure, keep you. Does He doesn't want you thinking yeah. about a Corvette. Yeah, or BMW yeah. until we find you a 2020, he may say, Hey, if you're not doing anything Thursday, come out to the track and see what the new ones feel like. Yeah. Because you never know if you're looking at a 2020, you may be able to find out financially that you can stretch yourself yeah. and get a brand new one. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so sounds like pre-owned shoppers might, might qualify sure. for yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, it's it all related. Like, 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 uh, on the event, I'll also talk about it's creating the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how many times, uh, do people, when they get their car service, there's a reason why Porsche gives them a, a loaner because they're saying, hey, for three hours, four hours, why don't you drive the new Macan, the new Cayenne, whatever car? Yep. And odds are you're going to come back and say, so who can I talk to about uh, finding out more about this car? Yeah. It's, uh, yep. it's, it's the best thing, I think, from a sales point of view. So, yep. yeah, I would think if you're, if you're a serious buyer, yep. even for CPO. So that's the one qualification. If you're a serious buyer. Uh, yeah, that's what. Uh, well, not yeah. just that, also, but with as much trading is occurring now, mm-hmm. especially with folks trying to take advantage of the tax differential, you know, like trade mm-hmm. it in on, on something newer. Those dealerships are all getting the used vehicles, mm-hmm. even more so, I think, than you know maybe what you're seeing on the auction sites or uh, cars.com or whatever. Yeah, they're being advertised, but if you want to be first in line to get that, you know, specific car that you're looking for that might be two or three years old, yeah. get to know your dealer again because yeah. they're going to be the ones that get the phone call. Hey, I'm thinking about trading this in. Yeah. You're on that, you know, it's on all about list. lists, which I guess is probably a good <laughs> yeah. transition. Well, actually, yeah. uh, so on the Friday after the Thursday, I took the day off and uh, I changed oil. I have like 30 quarts of used oil. Uh, sitting in the uh, containers in my driveway, I got to take to the recycling place because I changed uh, a bunch of car uh, oil in the cars in our fleet. And uh, what is the secret? And I should know this because I've owned it darn 911s uh, since 08 and taking a damn filter off and not spilling oil everywhere. I've watched people do it and I've stuck yeah. it, stuck uh, rags in there. I've seen people drill holes in the bottom of it. And how do you catch yeah. it though? Do you put in like some kind of container? You mean like how does it not get all over your drill when you when you first punch through? Yeah. Well, I know you can screw it, unscrew it to the. Uh, I've I've read about that, but then I still got to figure out how. At least on this, uh, maybe in the older cars, there's a lot more room because there's no air conditioning compressor. Right. But uh, and your turbo's got to be worse. Yeah. Because you got the intercooler. For the oil filter? Well, you got the oil. Yeah, the filter. You're oil still, you're still on, the on, back, on the side. Kind of like it's screwed into the side, right? For the, yeah, but I don't have at least an intercooler that I got to worry about on top. Maneuver around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I'm changing the oil, I'm not messing with the intercooler. But. No, but it's what I'm saying. It's in the way, though. It's it's on uh, on top of the engine. So how do, you, how do you get the oil filter off without spilling oil in your car? Since your car is like that's almost a 300-point Concorde car. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's on the passenger side up underneath in the side of the mm-hmm. motor. So there's there's only a couple brackets and pieces that are in a way that if oil does come down, it's very easy to clean up. So, so there you go. He spills it and then cleans it. So he does spill, <laughs> spill and clean. <laughs> I guess it's the old spill and clean. I haven't looked it I up. I do unscrew see. it and have a, you know, yeah. have a, a drain and just... You know, I'll get a little bit on my glove, yeah. but all, all of it never goes into the into your container. There's always something that's well, the container. There's no container really because it's uh, your your uh, the bigger splashes. 
is the reservoir, not the not the filter. There's very little, you know, it's a dry sump, so there's yeah. not a lot of oil in that yeah, filter. There's enough yeah, to make so. a mess. It's a, it comes out with a lot of velocity in, from the from the reservoir. That's where the weight and okay. the volume is. So that's the one where it just hits. But that I can, yeah. yeah, that I usually take the pan and I get it real close mm-hmm. with one hand, and then uh, the initial splash, yeah. Um, so you did a whole fleet, 30, 30 quarts worth of. So I did the nine eleven, nine six four. Then I did my nine fourteen, uh, which of course I was impatient. So I, dro- I I drove it for ten miles, came back, let it sit for maybe a half hour, and that wasn't long enough because <laughs> I burnt my hands. It was hot. I was wearing gloves, but still it was hot as anything. The oil um, and it was almost brand new. That's what killed me because I think I only put eight hundred miles in that car. Yeah, I was so ashamed. Um, then we did the suburban. And I did think my wife's car, um, but that, that was my Friday. Was uh, just basically sounds changing, like fun, <laughs> changing oil since the weather was so nice. And then Saturday, um, we had cars and coffee uh, for a little bit in the morning, and then we went to uh, Porsche of Hunt Valley or Porsche Hunt Valley, uh, where they had a very interesting seminar, and it was about uh, buying a new Porsche, which in itself sounds like a boring seminar, <laughs> but it was actually very eye opening. Uh, Steve Postel, the general manager there. Longtime supporter of PCA, um, was very uh, honest and uh, forthcoming. Wouldn't let anybody record anything. <laughs> he was, uh, <laughs> but he's very honest about how the market is right now and about uh, what it takes to um, basically to get an allocation for a new car, for a new, uh, especially special car. And our tech team uh, brought their cars. Uh, Randy Richter, he had his GT4 RS in Etna Blue. And Jim Earlbeck bought his triple zero edition Spider, which I think is Albert Blue. Yeah, the Cognac interior. Um, uh, and then they uh, basically uh, uh, spent like an hour talking about uh, the realities of life when it comes to uh, being able to buy a, a special Porsche. So, so basically, it, you're going to be waiting a while for that allocation. Um, Whether it's a special car or not, it seems like you're going to well, be waiting a bit. Not so much. Well, if you're on the list, so basically, it's um, uh, you agree, and it's not nothing written. There's no contract. It's all gentlemen's handshake agreement that uh, you get this. Let's say a Turbo S, and uh, you have to, when you're ready to sell it, you're going to agree to sell it back to the dealer. At either uh, what you paid for it, uh, or the current market value, whichever's lower. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, let's say Jim bought a Turbo S, and uh, and he paid let's say two hundred thousand for it, and the market value is three hundred thousand. They'll give him what he paid for it, so he basically gets to drive the car essentially for free for a year. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't get to make money off the car. Gotcha. That's back to the dealership. Yep. And I know that's a reality with uh, with a lot of uh, dealers. That's the way. That's why they don't sell the out of towners because they want to keep the car in the family the and make money off yeah. of it and service it. Right. One of the things I did learn, which I didn't know, was if you pick European delivery, the dealer gets another allocation. Not exa- yeah. not exactly a car for car. So if you get a GT3, it doesn't mean they get a GT3 extra GT3 allocation. Uh, but if you get a 911, they may get a, what, a Cayenne or a Macan allocation, some, another car, yeah, which yeah. When they weren't expecting. So that was um, that was something I did. That's why I like coming to these tech sessions. You always learn something. Um, and so the, uh, Randy talked about his European delivery, what he what he was like. Jim talked about taking picking up the car in Atlanta. And I always ask people, tell people if they're buying a new car, I say you really should do 
European delivery, or at the very least at the uh, Atlanta delivery, um, because you know buying a Porsche for a lot of people is a bucket list item, so especially a new one, and just to get the whole experience, I think adds to the uh, memory of it. It works for us here in the in the Mid Atlantic because you take delivery down in Atlanta and you can still drive sort of all the back roads home and yeah. enjoy a wonderful, wonderful yeah. drive. Drive home. home in a day or the back roads in two. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe three. <laughs> or Depending three. on how far yeah. west you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ideally, you'd make a detour and go to Birmingham due to oh, yeah. sport driving school in their cars. And then you... Uh, Which we figured out yeah. back to the New Jersey Motorsport event last Thursday. We figured out that next summer's PCA parade is going to be really close to the Barber Motorsports yeah. facility. So, you know, my immediate thought was, hmm, two weeks instead of one week and yeah. go there and do a two-day event or whatever and then yeah. attend parade or do it the other way around. And I think the yeah. – uh, uh, the, is it the Schattenbaum? No, that was New Jersey. The uh, One of the regions that's down close to Birmingham, Alabama, is going to do something for their local members. Yeah, like a of, DE or yeah, whatever a it DE. might be. Yeah, I'm sure so that's going to uh, be exciting. Plus, the yeah. sport driving school, or I keep on calling it sport driving school, and that's called track experience. Um, I don't know if you heard an instructor at New Jersey say that uh, they're booked sometimes two months in advance. So, yeah, plan ahead. Yeah, if, uh, I'm sure they're going to do something, hopefully, for PCA members that can go out and spend a day at that track. And, uh, and you know, Damon's driven that track, so, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. lot of fun. It's if, really good. It doesn't have long, long straights. Very curvy, a lot of elevation yes. changes. Mm, yeah, it's very nice. Really show yeah. you what a Porsche can do. Yeah, reminded and that, and me of was... Thunder Hill, only oh, with really? a lot more trees. More, I was going to say, more grass. <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> more, but, more green. Uh, but there was a lot of overlap between that and the, the buying a new Porsche at the uh, at the Porsche Hunt Valley uh, because they talked about those delivery options that you get, mm-hmm. you know, or that you can buy when you're buying brand new. And so Jim talked about going down there, or you know. Uh, Randy talked about his European delivery of that uh, 4RS that yeah. we saw. And, uh, yeah, I think it, there was even one member there that um, got on a list. So I think there's lists for everything now. Because yeah. with the supply chain being what it is, uh, it's built to order. Uh, it's kind of like going out and searching for that used car, right, where y- you know you're going to take some time because you got that one spec or that mm-hmm. one you know specific year, model, all these things. It's very similar now, I think, with buying a new one where you have to have some patience and time. And they talked about that. But you get on a list. One of the members there was on a Carrera S list for a 992. And he was on there for close to a year. Uh, I think it was 991 Carrera T. No, that's what he ended up. Well, no, he, he wanted originally a 991 Carrera T. But they, they said they basically stopped building them. And they said, well, give me a 992 Carrera S. S. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, how right. long so he was he, on the he list. He bounced wow. around on lists, yeah. which was, I yeah. think, the big thing is – get on a list and you may get called for another list. So he ended yeah. up with a 992 Carrera T. Yeah. Which wasn't what he was exactly what he was looking for, but yeah. uh and I've it, driven and one it, of those in, in in anger. Maybe not anger, I was enjoying it a lot. Such a good car. I, I would love it. I mean, cuz we always like base car. models here at the office. Yeah. And now and the base model it, is super quick, you know, 379 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a little lighter weight manual. I mean, that's, manual, that's right? like uh, yeah. I think um Cars like that I like because if you're quicker than them on an autocross or on the track, you can you just do the the, the ultimate rub in is when you tell someone and it's a base model. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You just beat me. You, you have beat. always have an excuse or, or or a reason to boast. One of the two. <laughs> right, so right. I used to love when I had my uh, my, my nine sixty four race car and people would come up and say, Is that car turbocharged? 
And I'd be like, no, it's 100% stock with 100 and some thousand miles on it. Yeah. Because there was no secret to uh, to the speed. Yeah. Um, so uh, Sunday, I, this is like my triple crown because the wife was away at the ocean with uh, two of our kids. So I was single uh, for several days. So Uh-oh. on Sunday, I did a, <laughs> uh, a tour with Chesapeake Region. Uh, it's called a Fall Color Store where you get to see all the different colors on the leaves as the seasons change, uh, unfortunately, it was uh, wet for a big part of the uh, drive. Um, and the majority of the people, you can see one lone red, I think it was an 85 or 86 mm-hmm. Targa. Giovanni. Everything else was late model. And uh, this poor guy, I told him, I said, you're the only real man in this group. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were out there with nothing but uh, you have no power steering, no ABS, obviously no PSM, and only 219 horsepower. Uh, everyone else, I said, uh, you know, they should just t- turn off their PSM so they can feel what you the feel. Yeah, because yeah. everyone else was. I told, I said to somebody at lunch, I said, uh, yeah, PSM is making a lot of people overconfident in their driving ability in the wet. It was. Uh, I know I was driving my uh, my wife's Boxster S, and uh, just knowing that the PSM is going to save you. Uh, needless to say, uh, you still especially on wet roads and especially with a lot of leaves, the last thing you want to do is go into a corner and, and hit some wet leaves and then you're along for the ride. Yeah. So I know next weekend we're doing, it's kind of a part two. Oh, there's that. That was our youngest participant. Yeah. If you're looking yeah, at that the picture. The newest member of the juniors program. Yeah. They were, they were, they're, uh, that was a great, yeah. great car. Baby not board. Baby the not sign board. they had in the car. Sign. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> So I think next weekend there, there's a repeat number two fall colors tour the Catoctin Mountain. So, yeah, yeah, no, no lunch to worry about. Uh, Aniana told me so he doesn't have to plan that. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you're uh, if your region's doing a fall colors tour and you've never done anything with your region, uh, it's a great uh, uh, usually a great driving tour regardless which region it's with. Um, they're all basically the same. You go out there and uh, follow the leader and. You have a blast uh, uh, seeing what your Porsche can do in a safe manner. Well, all the dealerships across the country, if there's a lot less cars in the parking lot to just go choose from, like there used to be, kind of thing, then get involved with them because they're gonna they're gonna be paying for that experience. They're they're gonna be wanting to hold events, you know, community service type events. Yeah, uh, there's a lot you can do that they can really assist with. They have all the new client care specialists. They all want to get involved locally with the Porsche community. So yeah, yeah. So uh, Damon wasn't here at our last episode because uh, you were in uh, South Carolina. South Carolina. Um, yep. You drove a whole list of cars. You told me. Yeah, I, I drove a lot. So um, this is all for one mile reviews, right? Yeah, these are all one mile reviews. We're just sort of stacking them, uh, stacking up the uh, the reviews for for winter at this point, and also because we're we're weekly now through the end of twenty twenty three. Um, and it's funny just cause I, I deleted cause I transferred over to the external. So let's see if I can remember all these cars. Um, and, uh, these are all owned by, uh, Carolina's region members, uh, Alex Galloway and Gail Galloway. Oh, right. Um, very, they've been into the club yeah, pretty hardcore for a long uh, time. Big volunteers. He's been doing it for yeah. like, forever. Our volunteer coordinator for parade. parade. Yeah, exactly. One of the most unsung jobs yes. at parade. Yeah. Yeah. He handles all of that and he still finds time to somehow 
clean his cars the way that yeah. he does. He participates <laughs> in Concord, too. Yeah, exactly. Does very well. Exactly. So, so I got to drive some of those. Um, I'll start off with, um, the, an 06 Club Coupe and a 2016 Club Coupe. So oh, the wow, Carrera wow. S, uh, Club Coupe and then the, the, the GTS. So that's going to be one video. Um, and for those who are not, uh, familiar with those cars, the 2006 car was built for Porsche Club of America's 50th anniversary. It's um, a Zero mm-hmm. California blue. metallic, and it's a it's sort of like a light metallic blue. And this one has a a tan interior, beige, whatever you want to call that, leather. Um, and it's a 997.1, first car with the X51 power pack, actually. Oh, right. So X51. that debuted on the Club Coupe before. Um, Carrera S owners could option that out. So that's 381 horsepower. So very cool car. The 2016 model was one of the first 991.1 GTSs, Carrera GTSs, um, that was available. Two members first. I don't know if... It's actually at the end of the line. Is at the end of the line? Mm-hmm. Because the following year, they came out with the, the twin turbo three liters. So at the end yeah. of the flat six. Yeah, yeah, but the GTS yeah. had to have come out then... Because we didn't know about... So they, the, they would come with the GTS at the end of the line. Yeah, yeah. I just remember because... Because it was 2017 for that. It was 2015 was that one single club coupe, and then 2016 for the rest. Yes, yep. So GTS, I think, came out in 2014 or 2015. So it was still soon after. I think 2015. All I remember, they, when yeah. I proposed the idea of having a 60th club coupe, they said, what car do you want to base it on? And yeah. I kept on throwing it back at them and saying... I don't know what car you're going to have. So you have to yeah. tell me what cars. And this is three years prior. And then when they finally were able to, they said, well, we think it should be a GTS because we'll have the GTS by then. And this is what the GTS yeah. is going to have and so on. Yeah. So it wasn't the first G- GTS you so could buy. The, but it was drove manual or PDK? It was PDK. Okay. So obviously manual only. Wasn't it manly, manual only for the yes. 06? Or yeah. could you get it to No, it was just uh, manual only. And then this one was PDK, optional PDK. Um, it's pretty amazing how much newer 991s feel compared to 997s. You know, oh, yeah. when back in 2010 or whatever, when 997s were new, I remember driving those in PDK and it was just so good and, you know, world's better than most everything else on the road. Now you can hop into an older car like that and I call it older now. It's, it's crazy to think of that. And then PDK from back then, it's definitely a little slower, a little more sluggish, not quite as sharp, still a very quick good transmission um but yeah 991s are i can't just believe so... you use the word sluggish for that transmission and well, well it, in comparison right like you, you and i drove some pdks older pdks and newer ones last week as well so i had a little bit of of seat time with that but um yeah the difference between 997 and 991 is so much bigger than i realized um both great cars interesting <clears throat> i drove he also um just picked up this past year a See if I can get this name right. It's a very long name. A 2023 911 Carrera GTS Cabriolet America Edition. I'm pretty yes. sure that's what it is. And so this was actually a car that debuted at Porsche Parade in the Poconos. That would have been 2022. And I think by the time it debuted, wasn't it like sold out already? Or uh, I'm not sure, it, it but it had to have been sold out pretty quick. Uh, or, or something like that. It was like, like Midway Parade. They were yeah. already telling people there, there wasn't any available unless yeah. you bought it because it was a raffle car. Yep. We were giving yep, one right. away. And they, I remember uh, Michael Tam saying, uh, the only way you can buy one right now is to buy a raffle ticket. Yeah. Yep. So 
what that car is, that's a um, it's a, a tribute to the 52, 356 America Roadster and then the later 92 911 America Roadster, which itself was a tribute to the 356. So it's a, a similar blue 356, Azure 356 blue is what it's called, I believe. Um, the wheels are white. Well, I shouldn't say that, actually. They're painted white on the insides of the spokes, silver painted on the face, and then with the a red pinstripe. I was going to say, believe. it had like three different finishes or paints on yeah, it. Yeah, which you've got to think. If you curb that, you can't curb That's, that wheel. First thing I thought was, that was going to be his most expensive <laughs> yeah. wheel to repair, repair yeah. if something happens. Super expensive. And um, that was that's better than expected. So Cabriolets, I'm a coupe person. Um, and it's probably because I have some perceived difference between body stiffness or whatever it might be. It's all superficial in, in one way or another. Um, the new Don 92s, the Cabriolets, and this is a GTS, not an S. It's a Carrera GTS Cabriolet America. Um, but the seven-speed manual, wow, so fast nowadays. And it's not even, I mean, it's 473 horsepower. It's such a tight, sharp-feeling car. And I, I was impressed by how much fun that was to drive. Um, well, how far Cabriolets have come from. Like, don't exactly. give everything away. Yeah, I can't, right? Um <laughs> What else? 2015 Cayman base car with PDK, which that was a highlight. I really loved that car. It had a um, factory sport exhaust, so on the base car, which is a little bit unusual. Hmm. Dealer installed afterwards. Okay. Um, I drove a 718 Boxster 25 years edition, which is a 2023 model year, I believe. So that's a Boxster GTS 4.0, mm-hmm. but with um, the near, special near neodyme neodyme wheels. wheels. Yeah. The yeah. wheel design's different. It's mm-hmm. bespoke. Um, there are some cool trim packages and trim details with that. This one was black. It wasn't the silver one, oh, right. which like see that the one. press cars were all were all silver. Um, and then a 2010 Panamera 4S. That's Alex's. Which is Alex's. And you, didn't wear, you didn't wear jeans, right? No jeans. <laughs> like, don't. He has a, what's a linen interior? Is yeah, that it's what it linen, is? and it still looks brand new, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of yeah. crazy. This is their show car, actually. The Panamera is their show car. They love showing that. And it is, um, without question... And I don't even have to think twice. This is this is the nicest Panamera, first-gen Panamera it's in the world. Yachting blue, I think. Yachting blue, yeah, blue. 27,000 miles on Beautiful it. Beautiful car. I mean, uh... yeah. Who takes that great care of a Panamera, which is often used as a commuter car, right? So who who conquers a car that big? I yeah. I like my nine fourteen because no back seats, <laughs> easy to and clean. Everything's tiny. You know, it doesn't take long to clean it, but. Yeah. Uh, Wow, kudos to Alex. He does an incredible job of. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, I think this car must I... levitate to get to the parade. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it might have, might have been this parade, the Ozarks, uh, mm-hmm. if I recall. He was at the autocross, uh, autocrossing mm-hmm. it, uh, blue tape everywhere and all yeah, that. But yeah. still, the That's amount when... of time they spend volunteering and at the same time he's prepping. Yeah, you know, early on on Sunday and Monday for for the for the Monday yeah. Concours. Crazy man. <laughs> crazy... I don't think he sleeps. Yeah, me yeah. either. <laughs> I think we we're supposed to we were supposed to do this thing uh, one mile review at, at Poconos, wasn't it? At of the uh, of the 2010 Panamera 4S, yeah. But a uh, stone or something or hit something, the windshield yeah. and it cracked all the way across. So uh, you know we could have driven it, but they didn't want to present the car that way, which yeah. is totally understandable. Right. So cool. Yeah, very cool. I'm probably forgetting. A to- oh, 2019 Targa 4 GTS. I drove one of those as well. So. Hmm. I think seven reviews in all, eight cars, seven reviews. So uh, we got a lot. Have we ever heard why, and I keep on meaning to ask uh, Michael Tam this, is 
Why was the Targa only available on all-wheel drive? I don't know the answer, uh, the official answer, but if I were to speculate, I'm betting that most people bought them four-wheel drive. But, I mean, they were only available on yeah, well, I mean, in previous years, because you could have Targa 4s. Cause uh, didn't, couldn't maybe. you do the Targa 4 or a regular non-auto drive Targa in the 997 generation? And then I think it was 4 only for 991. 4 or 4S. Yeah, I think with, 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 with the restyle of the body, um, I think they were only available on all-wheel drive. All-wheel drive. Yeah. Does that mean if you go back to the glass top 993... We, yeah, they were available on two wheel, and that was yeah, a two yeah. wheel, right? Yeah, but the, the change in body style, I, I don't know why. Uh, that always occurs to me whenever I see one as to why they. You would think if any kind of convertible like that wouldn't be a, a preferable all weather type of car. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sort of searching up right here, the new but cars I'm cars are so good. Yeah, I think actually the nine nine sevens might have actually all been all wheel drive Targas as well. Really? Let's hmm. see real quick. But. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so they must have switched. Yeah, at some point. And uh, <laughs> we have some uh, videos that have come out uh, in the past week. We had uh, just came out, I think, went, uh, Wednesday was the driving the uh, 993 Supercharged from the Turbo Performance Center. We did this, I think, back in the spring. Yeah, it was back in May, I believe. Yeah, it was, it was June. Uh, it was June. Yeah. I got to, Vu uh, did it on the video, but I got to drive it. Um, for uh, some B-roll, and I was pretty impressed with it. Are these roof rims? No, um, I believe they're HRE. Yeah. HREs? I think. 19s. It's a very um, uh, drivable yeah, 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 car. It HREs. isn't... Uh, it could easily d- daily this car. It wasn't uh, something where you know only felt good at high speed or high RPM. Eaton Roots style supercharger, so oh, okay. like the ones you find in American muscle cars, yeah, right, right? And it Clean makes the same install. noise too. Yeah, it's a, definitely hear it. Yeah. Got Clean rid of the airbag install. too. With that, with that steering wheel. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. So it's a '97, and and this those... one had uh, what I call active suspension because you could um, DSC Sport. Yeah, yeah, which uh, is what got our attention originally about the car. That it had the supercharger and the uh, the active suspension on it, so that came out. Uh, you can check it out on YouTube. Um, of course, Damon's review of the Museum nine nine three Turbo yeah. S. Yep, that was uh, in Germany on a trip back in September. So this will be two out of the four cars I did reviews Look at for. That. I would love to interview the, the the guy at the museum who has to clean these up after the press car press is done with them. Yeah, they have at least three, I think, four waves of journalists over yeah, I mean. from all yeah. all different. And countries. you looked, I was looking at the interior of the car in the video. Yeah. It is so exclusive out with all those uh, options yeah. on it. That those interior, were standard on the Turbo S. Yeah, but, I mean, but yeah. it still had to go for exclusive though. Yeah, to, uh, yeah. They all, were the knobs are all cars. covered. It's uh, yeah, it was very impressive. Yeah, it reminded me of how far, like, Porsche Exclusive has been doing this for a while. This is, I mean, you hear about the push with Exclusive and all their special edition cars nowadays, and they follow a plan. You know, back then, you know, they just needed money, and Exclusive, I think, was making special editions to try and sell the cars for more money. Maybe yeah, the 993 was a little bit, they were recovering a little bit. This by is then. the end of the road for the 993, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't make, you know, I think the Sport Classic, they made over a 1,000, 1,963, I think it is. 
this car, this Turbo S 993, they made 345, I believe. Right. Yeah. And uh, uh, so much rare. Swan prob- song at the end of yeah. the run. Swan I remember uh, the year this came out, that following February, uh, somebody showed up at Sebring for a club race with this. He had stripped the interior out, put a roll cage. Wow. And, of course, uh, like Damon uh, articulates in the video, they're easy to spot because of the intake mm-hmm. on, on the sides, on the quarter, uh, quarter panels. And we were just blown away, not thinking, my God, this car's going to be worth so much money. How can you do this? It was just like, wow, it must be really cool to be able to buy a new turbo yeah. and just strip it out and turn it into a race car. Yeah. Um, oh, reversible, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, well, you know how much know that Turbo S cost back then? The it, it was only $150,000 in 1998. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which that barely gets you into a mid-option Carrera S nowadays, I feel like. Right? Yeah. yeah. So rewind <laughs> that uh, exactly. clock. Uh, I, I have to... Uh, Remind everyone about our newsletters to subscribe to. Um, I'm sure, Robert, there we go. Uh, e-break news, Mark Fresh news, and performance for the four-door uh, crowd. Um, free to subscribe, and you get all the latest articles we write about these uh, different models. Uh, and, of course, we had uh, Tech Tactics Live. That's up on uh, YouTube as well. We had Deciphering Porsche Pricing when Mike Maurer, who uh, was very popular on the uh, confessions of a Porsche salesman came back and he answered more questions and talked more about um, uh, what it takes to buy a new Porsche and uh, how, how the uh, pricing structure works, how they set pricing and how the, how the dealer operates. Um, uh, it was very, uh, very informative. Yeah. Very enlightening. And if you're, uh, you know, even if you're not looking for a new Porsche, you just want to understand how it all works. It's a, uh, it's a good listen to, um, and Mike is a uh, gentleman and very easy to understand, and, and he spells it out and he's very honest. He's got quite the resume. Exactly. From yeah, where 30 he... years in uh, Porsche sales from oh, Brumos. Yeah. Brumos. And moving up here to Northern to... Virginia. Um, all right, let's go to news. Um, so I think I see Google. Uh, Porsche is going to be using Google, not, not VW's oh, yeah. uh, in-house oh, software. Man, they are just having so much trouble with this, you know, moving into the digital age. Uh, Software's everything. Granted, I have never had a new Porsche. And uh, I even when I get press cars, I don't use their navigation. I just mm-hmm. look for CarPlay, and I hook up my Apple, and I run my ways. Even in Germany, I did this. Um, I don't know about you guys, if, if you guys use their actual navigation. I don't use that, but, you know, with new Porsches at least... Everything, not everything, but a lot is controlled through the screens, you know. So if you need, if you want to control your shock settings, and... yeah, that that I understand. Yeah, yeah, but everyone uh, seems to complain about the PCCM to one degree or another. Yeah. About uh, I yeah, like when, I like know, Porsche screens. They they do it pretty well, you know. I think when they're brand new, stuff. I think that's true. Yeah, and you know when when we've had very new vehicles, we used it, but then after a couple of years. You only get so many upgrades. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, you start switching over to you know your phone with Waze or whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's if you're holding on to the vehicles. We like to own and drive and keep. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I there was a a lot of discussion on whether this is a good move to go to Google and whether it'll enhance the user experience in the car. Yeah. I think people with Android phones are very happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh. To see what happens uh, 
as long as they don't take away Apple CarPlay. I doubt they will. <laughs> Porsche knows most of their um, buyers are, or the majority are Apple phone owners. Uh, well, we will. Uh, uh, true? We will double check yeah. on rental cars because back when back when only like half of them had Apple CarPlay. Yeah. Many times, Boo and I switched rental cars in the in the lot when we realized the one we picked didn't have Apple CarPlay. We would just say because it took forever to try to interpret uh, like Microsoft Sync. That yeah, was I remember so that. hard to get it to work with your yeah, uh, with right. your phone. And of course, speaking of software, um, Porsche or VW also had to uh, announce that they're struggling with software issues. They had to do some layoffs, um, which in reading the article. It wasn't a huge uh, surprise. Um, I think it's just another hiccup on the way to uh, electroconnectivity, I guess. Yeah, there are it's- problems, I think. People were not very happy with... Well, one thing, um, if you've driven you know, the new... Well, not new anymore, the Golf and GTI. And I, I've driven a Golf. They don't sell those here anymore, but they sell... I drove one in, in uh, England... And everything is on a screen. There are no buttons, and they're and they're actually reverting back to uh, add more buttons back into their interiors because I'm people not, hated it so much. <laughs> so so VW has learned its ways, but then you know, of course, everyone wants to move away from CarPlay or or Google because they they don't want to have to pay the licensing sure. fees. I'm sure, and they they want their own. They want the data for themselves that they collect on the people who drive their cars. But you know, if you can't get your software to work and now you're, you know, VW cutting 2000 jobs, you know, will they ever get there? Or is it just going to be CarPlay until the end, you know, or Google Android? Yeah. That's um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Moves. It's uh, it seems as though the Macan EV is struggling to come out and I, everyone asked me about it, you know, when it's coming out, at least we know that Porsche is going to be selling the gas version alongside EV. So yep. it won't be the uh, only choice. Um, the new 911, I don't know if you saw this or not, the uh, GTS, those front slats, something tells me that's not going to make it to production, or it's going to be hidden behind something. So, those are active. That's, yeah, yeah, all that right. active arrow, but usually that's hidden from some horizontal slats. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, the cars already have active slats, but they don't not, look not like that. that. Uh, not like that, not though. Like that. Yeah. Where they're hidden behind, and you don't really... Uh, not as pronounced as that. Of course, this is... Maybe they come out. Maybe they come forward and come yeah. out and really draw there. That would slow it down. That's yeah, like yeah. bad idea. Or, or poke, poke, poke the car in front of you, right? <laughs> but that's uh, supposedly the hybrid Pretty version, they're, they're saying, at least according to the spy photographers. Uh, so everyone also, I get a lot of calls here at the National, National Office asking about, um, what do we know about the second gen 992? When's that coming out? And... Uh, by all counts, it's uh, 2025. It's going to be the second gen, and it's going to be a hybrid. So it'll be uh, interesting to see more and more. I know from the spy shots, they tell people, if it makes it to the Nürburgring, odds are this is close to coming out when they're doing the testing there, yeah. and they can get good performance numbers uh, right. from the spy photographers who are you know, clocking every lap and reporting back on what they're uh, seeing and hearing. So. I'm pretty excited. I was I was really hoping we would we'd, we would have seen this prototype at Rensport or something, but unfortunately yeah. that was my letdown it's about Rensport. We never got out. to see uh, or the EVs at least, but yeah, not those uh, either. Not much at all. Uh, and the last shot is the Taycan. That's also getting a facelift. 
Yeah, so the headline here says, see if you can spot the updates. And, I can um, see the front bumper looks different. Uh, yeah, the, the, the front corners. corner yeah. above, and it looks like it's the, there's this indentation in front of the um, a hole, which is probably for braking. Yeah, the wheels still look like the uh, old-style uh, mm-hmm. um, Mission E wheels. Mission E, right. Yeah. yeah, but front fascia is a little bit different. I don't know about the Headlights, rear. mirrors. Mirrors look similar. The rear even looks very similar. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that looks like air. That's one thing I love update? about Porsche. <laughs> their, their evolution is so uh, gradual. We I did this article about the 981, yeah. and like Don posted some stuff on Instagram, and he sent photos. And he, it is so hard to tell the difference between the 981 and 718, especially from the front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the rear, I, I let one slip by because the rear has a different uh, reflector at the bottom, which is an easy tell. Uh, but wow, in the front, it was very hard to tell. Uh, yeah. Um, you know what I am seeing difference. here in the rear of this spy car is that they've added what looks like vents. Um, I see them too. Which yeah. the old car or current be, car uh, doesn't have. It's got to be rear fender well turbulence. To Perhaps es- it, it looks escape. uglier to me. Or maybe it's just something they're putting in there, but it's not going to make the production. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's all about aero now. Yeah, so let us know, you know if, if you, you see what evacuate, you like. If you can evacuate that turbulence yep. in the wheel wells, you're going to get better gas mileage. You're going to yep. get everything. Yep. And here's, we're reaching the uh, top of the hour, a little bit over right now. Um, events coming up. So, uh, Umstock, which is on uh, Sunday, November 12th, is uh, sold out right now. Uh, if you want to register, get on the wait list. Just send us an email because registration is closed. I think we have something like 170 cars. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're going to be parking inside and outside. Um, and uh, they have a huge lot, and we're making use of the entire lot. Uh, I looked at the – more importantly, I looked at the food truck uh, list that Melanie had, and it is the biggest – bigger than we have for um, Worst Reunion. There was like eight or nine food trucks coming. Oh, Wow. I told Melanie, I said, I'm not going to eat for 48 hours prior to the show just so I can <laughs> sample something from every food truck. Uh, it should be a blast. I think um, yeah, San Diego uh, region is really coming out uh, big time to help support this uh, event. And uh, I think the attendance is higher than we had uh, last year. Uh, oh, and last wow. year we were very mm-hmm. limited because we had that one street and that was it. Mm-hmm. We had to, and they had to close the street and we had to fit everything on the street yeah. and a little bit inside. But this time um, – it's because it's an industrial park. We have a lot of room to uh, to lay out the cars. Yeah. So you get a lot of submissions of quote unquote modified cars that mm-hmm. are only really slightly modified. But oh yeah, uh, the funny ones are the ones that uh, modify their car to look like another stock car. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like kind of right. like taking a right. Cayman and making it look like a GT4. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so yes, they they do qualify. It's modified because yeah. it is uh, set more than three. Like Three mods, but you made it look like another, uh, another stock car. or making it look like a stock 3.2 Carrera and they have a, uh, right. a, uh like a 74 <laughs> or something. You put right. flares on it. So, yeah. but it's all, uh, under our requirements and uh, it's not a Concorde or anything. It's just a come out and hang out. So we actually let in cars that have uh, Subaru engines. Yeah. Whereas making our receptionist, he made a face. She says, who would put a Subaru engine in a Porsche? And I said, actually, it's pretty popular with 914s. Yeah. I think a couple of 912Es might have it on there um, coming to the show. And there's a couple electric conversions. And I think maybe one or two uh, LS conversions are coming up. That's Always. the whole spirit of this, this event is modified cars. So. Yeah. Yeah. And if you didn't register, 
you know, you don't have to just to come enjoy and spectate Correct. and enjoy the show. Yep. Walk around. Just so, uh, yeah. show, show up. up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have corral parking, first come, first serve. So it'll be Porsche only parking. Nice. Uh, but there's a ton of parking around HRE because it's a business park and it's, it's a Sunday. not operating on a Sunday exactly. Yep. And uh, so there's plenty of, uh, and we'll have uh, golf carts with uh, volunteers. Uh, if you have to park a little bit further away, people will be patrolling the streets and giving me a ride to nice. HRE. But it's, um, it's probably the easiest as far as parking of any of our um, events. But those who have come to Unsocks know that we have uh, these golf carts as a convenience to people. If they don't want to walk from where they park their car to the show, we'll pick them up and give them an express ride in. Uh, anything else, guys? No, I think I'm good. All right. I want to thank Steve for uh, sure. being a first yeah, time. Thanks and for joining us. Steve ascending to the presidency uh, right uh, a few right weeks on. ago. I, I told him, I said, you did it right, my friend. You're you're only president for two months, but now anytime they say uh, past presidents, please stand up. He can stand up yep. and say he was a president. They have to, and it's all good. To it. Very smart. Gets nice. the whole pension plan for uh, past presidents. There we go. Oh, I'm envious. <laughs> Secret service and all that uh, any past president gets. All right. Uh, so Thank next you. week, hopefully, uh, Vu will be back, and we'll have even more to talk about from SEMA. Until then, let me read the uh, closing uh, sign-off. Um, if you aren't a current PCA member and you own a Porsche, uh, what are you waiting for? Be sure to have your VIN handy. And for those who don't currently own a Porsche, check out our test drive program. Uh, just go to p- www.pca.org and you can become a member. Only $46 a year. What a deal. Get a uh, beautiful magazine monthly, printed magazine in the mail. And remember to follow the podcast Instagram page to see behind-the-scene photos and videos. Porsche Club Insider, all in one word, on Instagram. Or you can send us a message or email us at podcast at pca.org. Or just simply comment on our YouTube podcast videos, which we monitor all the time. If you want to stay in touch with all things PCA, remember to subscribe to the free newsletters at pca.org backslash newsletters. Until then, stay safe, and we'll catch you on the road.